Hello, lovely ones, and welcome to another edition of the Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. Hope you're well. Hope you've had a lovely week, and I'm currently keeping you company whilst you go on a walk, or you're doing the Catch 5K, or you're having a bath, or I don't know, cleaning out your pants drawer. I hope you are all well. This week is a really interesting chat with Laura Adlington. She is a former Great British Bake Off contestant. She also is a force to be reckoned with over on social media. Her body positivity is so inspiring and her outfits are chef's kiss. The frocks that lady wears are just stunning she also has her own podcast which is the go love yourself podcast and i will leave a link in the description to all the places where you can find her now this podcast is a little bit different because not everybody enjoys their teenage years and i think we need to remember that you are often told growing up these are gonna be the best years of your life if i could go back to school but not everybody thinks like that and not everybody experiences that and there's certain parts of laura's teenage years that you know just weren't that great so this is a really interesting chat she also talks about some stuff that I when I kind of put the you know put the earphones down and I phoned up Stephen and I was like oh my gosh like she's made me think about some things a little bit differently so you will hear um, me talk about that and I'll probably reference it a little bit at the end of our chitty chat so welcome Laura to the podcast Um, I hope you enjoy it and I will see you at the end and welcome to the phone box podcast Laura how are we I'm doing really well thanks I'm really excited I'm fangirling a little bit because I followed you for ages and I think I think you're great so yeah I'm really excited to be here thank you and I'm excited to have you I love all the stuff you do online and I'm excited to learn a little bit more about teenage you now we've just established you're quite a bit younger than me (laughs) quite a bit younger than me which is a bit it's a bit hard for me but it does mean that um I would have been like a fully fledged grown adult during your teenage years. This is going to be all new stuff to me. So I'm excited. So the first question is, where were you living when you were 14? What year was it? What year? Oh, my God. I'm awful at maths. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Backtrack. (laughs) Backtrack. So I'm 33. What year would it have been? (laughs) Which... I'm I'm so bad at maths. Okay. Yeah, so it's you were born. Were you born in nine nine? I was born in eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. You were born. Yeah. So add on thirteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. We're like fully fledged. I'm going for the menopause. You've got no excuse. My I've brain got a cold. is That's my brain is full of just air at the moment so you were born in 1989 yeah. so would it have been 2013 13. 2013 2013 yeah. yeah that sounds it that, that sounds good do. Yeah. so you wouldn't have be phoning me from a phone box you'd be phoning me from a mobile phone probably wouldn't you i probably had like a nokia 3210 with snake on it <gasps> yeah that makes me feel old yeah um, no photos there was no photos then was there no on, there was no camera. facebook um definitely no instagram there was no actually well there probably was msn messenger and myspace maybe Mm. just myspace um which yeah i mean as a millennial i think i was yeah we like kind of grew up with the the evolution of the internet being kind of a big part of our lives and we grew up with it which i always find really interesting i think we'll look back and yeah kind of wonder you're like pioneers Oh yeah, yeah massively. I, I had, I had, we had nothing. I didn't have phones. You had to handwrite 
like if you're at university you had to handwrite your dissertation what dissertations Hand- and stuff was handwriting dissertation. yeah oh and my handwriting God. stuff in and handing it in could you imagine i can't my son if i said right write a postcard to your nanny be like no that's a postcard let alone a flipping <laughs> essay um so where were you living what part of the country were you in so i'm a born and bred Gravesend girl g-town bird massive <laughs> whoop whoop <laughs> If you don't know Gravesend, it's also known as the armpit of Kent. Um, No, I really love it. I mean, I grew up there. It's my home. It's my heritage. Uh, So I was living with my mum and dad at the time with my brother. That was just before my mum and dad divorced. Oh, right. So, yeah, I think, I mean, you didn't ask me this question. I'm going to tell you that I think life was quite hard as a teenager for me. I think I was, um, I've always been like, well, I've always been fat and I've always been like the biggest one of my friendship group and all of that. And I really struggled at that age. I think it was the age where obviously everyone was discovering boys and boys didn't want yeah. to know me. Found it even at that age, very difficult to buy clothes on the high street because I was like probably like a size 18. Um, and it was, yeah, I didn't have the best teenage like life, if I'm being honest. I found it really hard. I think I was one of those people that couldn't wait to get older. Yeah. And now I'm older. I'm like, I'm so much happier. Everyone says like school days are the best of your life fucking wasn't for me i hated it can i swear you you, you can swear to your heart's desire yeah that's like, fine fuck for that no i'm joking sorry <laughs> um yeah so i just had a really really rough time and i think i i just didn't enjoy it i just don't think teenagers were cracked up to be did you uh did you because i tried to be the funny one to fit mm. in to fit in with the girls i thought do you know what yeah i'm gonna be just try and be funny and then i kind of get to hang out with them the boys didn't fancy me but they would laugh at what I was saying. And I went to an all-girls school as well, so that was extra brutal. Same. Um, yeah. yeah, you went to an all-girls school as well. I did, yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's interesting what you're saying about that. I think I've done a lot of, like, work. And, I, again, another reason why I really love you and what you're doing in the kind of body confidence space. But I've done a lot of, like, work and, like, research in that kind of world in the last couple of years. And I realise it's a really common, str- like, trait. If you grow up or if you are in, like, a marginalised body we do tend to overcompensate and there's like a concept in the fat activism movement called being the good fatty and it's where you kind of feel like you're always like supposed to be on a diet supposed to be kind of almost making fun of yourself and being like the funny one the kind one the one that cooks for everyone the nurturing one and i think when i kind of learned that it made me take a step back a little bit and go ah i'm overcompensating here like don't need to do that like i'm i'm enough like i'm i'm enough this is a fascinating because when I'm in any kind of scenario I'm always trying to be the one that's making people feel relaxed making people feel you know and embracing people and I'm always I went to an event recently and I sat there and we're not even talking about teenage year I would just deep dive into something else but I was sat there and everyone like had to introduce themselves and everyone was like well I I wrote this book and I did this and it got to me and I just thought I just instantly went in with the jokes and then I got out and I was like oh why did I do that it's so weird I think it's like and I think like, I really do think that you're a lovely person. I think that it's, sometimes it's a nice and endearing quality to have, like, to be able to kind of, like, take the piss out of yourself because so many people take themselves too seriously. But yeah. also, like, yeah, I think when I realise that that's quite a common thing and that, you know, it, it's really hard to, like, unlearn it. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe now you know that. You don't You realise you don't need to overcompensate and <sighs> do that. There'll be, I'll be on my HRT, I'll be at peace and I won't be, be Stephen will be like, who did I marry? Who is this stranger in the house? Okay, so what was your bedroom like? Did you have posters up? Did you have crushes up? I did. I had, I had a Craig David poster. 
I remember. Um, and I was also, I think that was about the age that I really got into pink. Oh, singer pink. And I still, it's very rare, I think, isn't it? That you like someone when you're a teenager or younger and then you still like them now. Yeah. Like, I still really love her now. Like I'm a bit obsessed with her. Um, yeah, my bedroom was small, mess, very messy. I'm now a bit of a neat freak. I actually had um, quite a bad bout of OCD when I was like 20, 21, no. 20, 22. But yeah, at the time, Slut Palace, absolute Slut, Slut Palace, <laughs> my bedroom was. Pink, I think, pink and orange, disgustingly oh. decorated, filthy, Craig David poster and pink. <laughs> Do you still fancy Craig David now? I mean, he'd get it. Yeah, he wouldn't want it, but he'd get it. <laughs> get it on a Monday and a Tuesday, et cetera, and so on. Yeah. Craig David, yeah, so far we've had people like Peter Andre, Craig David. Obviously, we've already discussed Gary Barlow. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> we him. Did, yeah. Far too long. Gary, come on the podcast if you're listening. Come on, um, Gary. So, Palace. <laughs> What kind of music were you into? Is it just Craig David and Pink? Pink is great though, isn't she? She is great, yeah. I mean, I think I was like a bit of like, I definitely had a lot of teenage angst. I really like like Pink, Christina Aguilera. Kind of got into like Green Day as, as well. Like My Chemical Romance, Alanis Morissette, Born on Blondes. Um, I liked the kind of rocky stuff as well. Like my friends were all listening to, I mean, I did like the kind of Craig David R&B stuff. But anything that was like a bit miserable and a bit kind of like the world's horrible. Were you a bit emo? Is I that was what? A bit of an emo. Yeah. yeah, I was an emo kid. At one point, I dyed my hair black. I had one of those. Do you remember those stud belts? That yeah, came yeah, out yeah. Because like, do you remember? Do you remember Jodie Marsh wore the one either side as like a top? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, that's. We should have done that for today. We should have just. <laughs> my sister, whenever my sister messaged me, what are you going to wear for like I don't know. Christmas Day, I'll be like Jodie Jody Marsh belt up. <laughs> you're like, not with these saggy tits. <laughs> oh God, we ran my knees. Okay, oh, so you're a little bit emo. Yeah. Little a little bit emo. Um what where were you in the hierarchy of school? Were you with the cool kids? Were you with the emo oh, no. kids? No. No, I was the kid that always forgot the PE kit, hated sports. Uh, I was really into like creative stuff, to be fair, like the drama and all of that. But um, no, I didn't. Sorry, I might have been really miserable. I didn't really have. This is what I wanted. This is what I Because you know what? What who sound like doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Who's that? It's true though. It's true. Like yeah, it's like yeah. look how amazing you are now. And and if anyone's listening, because I do have some younger followers, like this shows even if it's shit now, you can get yeah. to the good stuff. So no, yeah. carry on. Yeah, no, I didn't really have many friends to be honest with you in school. I definitely always felt like a bit of a loser and, and like felt quite isolated in that sense. Mm. Like we had a group of uh, girls in my year called we used to call the Plastics, um, and they were like the bit of like the mean girls, yeah. very pretty, very slim, very fashionable. Always had boyfriends and stuff. I definitely didn't fit in with them. I didn't really fit in with the emos. I didn't fit in with like the geeks, the boffins, and stuff. So. Yeah, I, I really struggled. I had to kind of find my my place and my my people, to be honest, at school. Yeah, it is. It is a because my daughter's just started secondary school, and it is so hard for me to take a step back and just let the friendship things kind of play out. It's really difficult to watch her trying to find who she fits in, and she's friends with somebody one day, but then the next day they're not talking to them. And obviously now they have WhatsApp, so that's yeah. a whole other new. It's so and so what's happening? Oh, she's read my message, which it that it's just a whole it is a whole it's a whole thing. And I think, you know, I had some friendship issues at school, and then that kind of does impact you a little bit. For, like it triggers me a little bit watching her. Oh, so it, it is 
it's a kind of like a little bit of a rocky time. Um, yeah. Now, I didn't have my first kiss till I was 18. Oh, really? Yeah. When Bless was your first you. snog? Oh, God, oh, you going to say something? I feel so like you're going to say something. What? I was 11, so quite young, yeah. and I went to Woodville Hall's uh, disco and he yeah. had an Adidas t-shirt on and braces. And do you remember, I don't know if this was a thing when you were younger, but it was like, do you want to get off with me? Do you want to get off with me? Just, just, off just, with do me. you want to just get off with me? And you're just like, mm, yeah, go on And then. I was like, yeah. I had this strapless mermaid kind of purple blue dress on from New Look with a big slit up the side. Oh, not a good look um and yeah i was like yeah all right then and yeah yeah braces and it was very very underwhelming <laughs> every person i've spoke to has gone first kiss not what they were imagining we've had somebody who snogged somebody in the smell of burgers it's just it's just there's <laughs> just this it's just not what you think it's going to be like but did you it's afterwards not. do you think yeah like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I've done it. Yeah, a bit I've like trying it. your first cigarette or something. You're like, yeah. sort of proud of yourself. For like, oh, that's a life achievement. Yeah, did it? Tick. But you know what you're saying? It's like my daughter's 12. I'm like, is she going to go out in strapless mermaid tops and snog boy? Now, I'm, now you've got me terrified. <laughs> I want to go and pick her up from school. Go and lock her up. <laughs> and she, also, I think going to girls' schools uh, makes you a bit boy crazy, I think. Do you think? I think? Yeah, I definitely do. And especially when I left... I stayed till I was 18, did you? Or yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I found going to university with, with actual boys, I was like, oh. like, even now I'm like, oh, you know. I still, yeah, I mean, it's so funny you said that because yeah. I still feel like I can't talk to boy, no. boys, men. Because growing up in an old girls' school, yeah, like you just didn't, I didn't have that interaction. It was like no. they were an alien species. Did you like going to an all girls' school? Because the, the, the good bits are you don't, I didn't worry about makeup once. Yeah. I just turned up looking like an absolute tramp all the time and it just wasn't bothered at all. Um, and I think getting used to the bitchiness has made me a little bit tougher to some of the bitchiness I get online. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, same. There are, there are pros and cons, really. I felt like, for me, it was like more of a safe space. I've always felt more comfortable around like women than men. Um, so I think, yeah, for, for that reason, it was good. But also, yeah, it did mean that I just got, yeah, I got to uni and I was like, I don't know how to talk to boys. I yeah, like, I was just like, there is a boy sat next to me. <laughs> and then I've just really... I've always gone in, in industries that's mainly women as well. I went from um, uni to PR, women, yeah. from PR to teaching, mainly women. And yeah. now this industry, so even now I'm still like, oh. if I'm at an event and there's a daddy blogger, I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 it's just absolutely pathetic. Um, okay, so I want to know, this is my favorite question, your biggest fashion faux pas, but you thought you looked brilliant. You're like, I am, oh my God, I'm feeling it. But then hindsight, you're like, no, terrible. So obviously you remember Spice Girls. And I think at the time I was, I must, I was quite young. So I was probably like 10, 11, right? Um, Thought I was cool. I wanted to be either Baby Spice or Mel C. Must have been wanting to be Sporty Spice. And I remember my mum buying me a secondhand uh, Adidas bright orange tracksuit. Which okay. I think was for boys. Nice. <laughs> charity shop in Grey's End. And so, yeah, it was a matching bright orange with like blue stripes down the side. And I remember wearing it to like wear what you like day or like dress down Friday, whatever yeah. it was at yeah. school, feeling like I am the shit. Yeah, I, I am, am sporty shit. Yeah, 
um and I got made fun of and I was like got home and I was like yeah fair <laughs> and now I think yeah fair <laughs> yeah like with hindsight I actually have baby blue now I was an adult I was not 10 or 11 I would have been in my 20s and I remember going to a charity shop as well and getting baby blue um adidas tracksuit bottoms that I wore quite a lot nice. um probably with like I don't know a white t-shirt or I was always trying to dress like the all saints that was like a real the Appleton. Me and my sister, we thought we were the Appleton sister. The Appleton <laughs> sister, Birmingham. We probably still do. To be fair, <laughs> we're still we still think we're Nicole and um, Natalie. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So what was your um, favorite, most successful outfit? Do you think all your favorite fashion item that you owned? I honestly couldn't tell you because I, I genuinely just really, really struggled to find clothes that fit oh. me at that age. I used to wear like my mum's clothes quite a lot, my nan's oh, clothes. No. Yeah, it was really hard and we didn't really have any money growing up. Um, so I just couldn't, I never felt like I, and even now I still struggle sometimes to find the clothes that I want. I was really into fashion, but being bigger and not having a lot of money. And this was before like, the days of the internet and ASOS curve yeah. and simply be and all the people that are like doing the online stuff now just couldn't buy, couldn't buy stuff that was fashionable in my size. So I can't really answer that. I was going, I can't remember. I was going somewhere um, and I had a very short turnaround to buy an outfit and I hadn't, I couldn't get anything from ASOS quick enough. And I'm only a size 18. So, you know, it's still towards the kind of more standard size. And Stephen was like, we'll, we'll just go out and buy you something. And I was like, I, I cannot there's nowhere I can just go and buy something. There's not, yeah. I can't do that. And that is one yeah. thing I really envy. Yeah, and sometimes so. I will think if I could just wake up slim and then I could just go and just imagine just like walking it. It always used to be Topshop. I mean, I know it doesn't exist oh, anymore. Yeah. I used to be like, imagine just walking into Topshop. Imagine. Yeah. And just, and this is what the outfit that I wanted to wear, just a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt. You know, when people just look cool and a pair of jeans and a white yeah. t-shirt. I look like a sack of shit in a pair of jeans <laughs> and a white Basic t-shirt. Bitch. It's really fun speaking to you, actually, because you've got a different perspective. Because I think in some ways, social media and the world we're in now is is more helpful to mm. to teenagers. I mean, I know there's yeah. a lot of negative stuff, but we will come on to that a little bit later. But what's your, your biggest teenage success? So think of one thing that you just think, do you know what? That was ace. Oh God, I don't know. You've really put me on the spot. Um, nothing like really stands out. No. I remember doing like the school plays. Yeah. Oh, and like yeah. really enjoying those and feeling like really like even though I didn't like have loads of confidence, just kind of like doing it and yeah, because I always love like music and drama and stuff like that. So probably that, but like nothing that really kind of stands no, out. What plays did you do? I did we did Greece. My sister was Sandy. Imagine oh, my anger. And I was Chacha, listen to this. I was Chacha Degorio friend number two. So I wasn't <laughs> even her. I didn't even get to do the, the hand drive. I was just oh, mate. friend number two. 
I was none number six in Sister Act, so I feel your pain. None, I was, yeah. <laughs> none number six. But I did end up actually going out with Sonny. And I see oh, that nice. as a result. Yeah, he wore leather trousers and not in the play in real life. So that's a whole another, for you. another story. For you. But what's your biggest teenage flop then? What is there anything that you kind of think, oh, and you replay it in your head? Um, oh, yeah. Um, yes, it was back in the day when like MySpace was a big thing. And I wrote all this really horrible stuff about my friends because I was kind of influenced by an older friend. They were never meant to find it. But they found it and like even to this day it's one of the biggest regrets of my oh, life because no. they didn't deserve that and that was really mean and bitchy it taught me a really good life lesson <laughs> yeah yeah time, yeah obviously you can imagine 15 your friends are your world aren't they yeah um and it really affected a lot of my young adult life so yeah that was oh, a big no. big regret i don't really understand my space because i didn't have it what 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 was it was it just like a, a bit like facebook or yeah kind of like facebook where you had like a profile and then you'd put like status updates and things like music that you liked and things like that really. But it was definitely for like the emo kids. You remember like the yeah. side fringes that started at one ear and went to the other <laughs> ear, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I did it. Yeah. We've all done daft things with friends, haven't we? We're like, oh, if I could just, so mm. did it kind of sever the friendship for good? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Massively. Um, and I think like, well, there's a couple of them that were kind of, talk to like small talk now but yeah completely like ruined that friendship um yeah. so I went into sort of sixth form really with like no friends and like no group no sense of belonging and it was my own fault completely my own fault and I like put my hands up to it like even now but it was just really shit obviously um so yeah, yeah. and then you start to beat yourself it's up like don't you yeah it mm. is there's a lot of life lessons with friendships and stuff and the way people speak to each other and you know I've had to chat with my kids and they'll be like so and so said this it's like well yeah but what did you like kindness but imagine now in the world of social media the stuff that people could put online about kids is it is that does worry me a little bit um yeah it does because obviously we've both experienced trolling and trolls and negativity and I yeah I do worry but then other kids today, perhaps a bit more, uh, uh, they've adapted to it a bit better. I don't know. I think, I think maybe so. Like, I I mean, I would, if, look, if, if it was me in your situation, I, I would definitely worry as well. But then I also think that the future generation, like they are, I don't know if they're taught it or it's just a kind of new generation thing, but they do seem to be more focused on kindness and empathy and calling out like homophobia, racism, and even like, even that phobia, which does surprise me in a really lovely way so uh, hopefully it's better for them than it was for us yeah I, I I do agree I do think the younger generation they're taught stuff in school that we weren't taught or well, I certainly wasn't taught when I went around looking at schools for um Erin the one the one library we went in had like an LGBTQ section and then there were I mean that would never have happened at my no. school there was a feminist section again at my school um one of the feminist the headmistress stood up and said, girls, do not go upstairs in the bus because men will look up your skirts. That was, that was about as much, wow. that was about as much advice. And still, even to this day, I think, oh, <laughs> because the men will look up your skirts. And oh. it wasn't like men shouldn't look up your skirts, they're wrong guns. It was like, you don't, don't tempt them. Mm. You should be sitting downstairs. Don't you go upstairs on that bus. It's like, that is not, that's not the, the messages that we, oh, we want to be doing. Yeah. So, so yeah, that oh. maybe they're a bit more, maybe we should, I shouldn't be as scared as I perhaps am. If you could go back in time and tell yourself anything, what would it be? 
Um, I think I would tell myself to like not worry as much and not to be so hard on myself um, and that like it does get better because I think mm. when you're growing up everyone always says oh there's the best years of your life and you know like you're so lucky and you've got so much freedom I never had I never felt freedom as a young person because I didn't feel like I looked like everyone else um, and I didn't really felt like I didn't really feel like I fit in and so I think I'd probably say to him like younger Laura as well like it's all right to not be like everyone else and not be a sheep and like you don't have to be part of the kind of like the the it crowd and the popular crowd like there's joy in life in being yourself yeah and it like yeah I guess like it would just be okay because I think I just worried so much at that age I just wanted to be normal wanted to fit in like my friends and wear what they wanted to wear and felt like a complete loser and now I feel like a loser in like a really great way. Like I, I, can, I embrace it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I am not cool, and like that's fine. Yeah, same. It's just, I like, love it. It's absolutely fine. I think we spend so much of our teenagers trying to conform and trying to fit in. Yeah, and I still feel certain ty- certain incidents trigger me, and I, f- I feel like. I'm trying to do what I did when I was at school. I think, especially in social media, because there's a lot of comparison, there's a lot of competing and a lot of events and you can turn up and you can still feel a little bit like you're back. Oh my gosh, I'm back at school again. Yeah, And it is, that is quite, it is quite difficult. Um, Do you think you would have preferred to be a teenager now then, than back then? That is a hard question. I think because of the because so, because of social media, oh, it's a tricky one, right? So social media gets a really bad reputation sometimes because of like the trolling and the comparison and the filters. I think that aspect I don't I wouldn't like. But with social media, I've really found a community of people that have also in bigger bodies and have also grown up fat maybe and not been able to buy clothes. So I think. And that, that for me, like that has really validated my feelings and experience because I thought I was alone in that. So if I had that when I was younger, I feel like it would have made such a difference. And also if I'd have had like the internet and like been able to buy clothes and yeah, maybe I would, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You can find find your tribe. Like I found my tribe and a lot of, and I've connected with women that I wouldn't usually have connected with or yeah. I wouldn't have seen. Yeah. And I will say it has helped me feel a lot more confident mm. seeing people like you, seeing people like Jess, um, just seeing people live normal lives in different bodies to what you, you know, when I started social media <clears throat> like 10 years ago, it wasn't like this. It was still the perfect mum. And oh, she's baking. Oh, she's getting unlike. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't got dressed. We're having fish fingers again for tea. This is what the fuck I'm This is just awful. Um, and as time has gone on, I have I've found my trade. The only thing I prefer back then because none of my mistakes are on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't have to like worry about employers going, oh. There's Emma, but she's got her boobs out on a holiday in Nuki. <laughs> we, <Standard. don't, laughs> we don't have yeah. to see to see any of that. But um I think you're the first person that says you prefer it now. Really? Yeah. And I think Yeah, I can imagine. Um Yeah, and I that. think Yeah, and I, I and it's for the reasons that I I, th- I thought people would say now that that you can 
there's more of a community of people mm. and different types of people online. Yeah, I think representation um, is really important, and I think when you don't see yourself represented in the world, in the world, you kind of can't help but associate that kind of absence with like, or the silence with like undesirability. And yeah. so, like now, seeing so many people that look like me on social media, like it does make me feel yeah like less of a like a freak and stuff like that and like more normal and like I, I yeah I, I think I, if I'd have had that growing up and that like someone to look up to that looked like me I think that would have made all the difference so yeah I I, I completely agree it's definitely when I I wanted to portray this more realistic idea of parenting and then I found other parents who were like oh my gosh this is really difficult as well and that made me so each stage of life you need to find your tribe that kinds yeah. of that like boosts you up a little bit but um oh it's lovely to speak to you and you Thanks it's, it's so just so you've on. said some really you know what you've said some proper thought provoking I'm like sat here and I'm like it's some proper thought provoking stuff I hope I'm too miserable. I'm really sorry. But my childhood, like, I don't, I've really, like, good childhood. Like, my, my parents are great and everything like that. But it was, it was hard, so. This is, this is exactly why I wanted to do it. Like, being a teenager is really hard. It is. It it's not an easy thing. And I remember sometimes, you know, you do things online and you get trolls. But sometimes people who like you pull you up on things. And I was like, oh, mm. you know, my daughter, she's the, these are going to be the days of her life. And I had a lot of messages like, no, no, the, these could be like not the days of her life. And you need to also mm. brace yourself for that as well. It's not always perfect. It's not like it is in the, you know, the the, the film. So it's lovely to speak to you. And you. Thank you so much and for having me. And I will see you soon. Bye. I told you it was absolutely brilliant speaking to Laura. Don't you think she was just so interesting? And she made me think about all sorts of different things. I'm like, am I overcompensating by trying to be the funny one? And I think I probably am, to be honest. She is really, really inspiring online. She's super open and vulnerable. And as I said, she gives the most amazing like outfit inspo, which I really really love so i hope this podcast had you thinking about a few different things i hope i've kept you company doing something fun be sure to direct message me over on social media bring me mummy of two and say you know what emma today i listened to this podcast whilst i was and tell me what you were doing i hope you have a really really lovely week and also be sure to follow because in a few weeks i've got another episode with um somebody else who had kind of a similar sort of tale to Laura, a different perspective on being a teenager, um, which is equally as, as fascinating. So definitely stay tuned for that one. Right, my loves, have a wonderful week and I will see you same time, same place next Monday. Bye, guys. <laughs>